0: Thank you for listening to the Moral Revolution podcast. For more content, visit moralrevolution.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.
1: Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to the Let's Talk About It podcast with Moral Revolution. Today's guest is one of my favorite people on the planet, Mrs. Abby Stumball. Aww. Abby and Justin are have a consultant business where they consult people all over the world I get to do that because I'm her friend, (laughs) but she's also on the pastoral team at Bethel. You can find her at abbystumball.com or on Instagram, which she's the realist and you're going to love her. So thank you, Abby, for being here
0: today. So excited. Oh, it's so fun to be here. I'm like sitting here looking at your face being like, this is so much fun. (laughs) I like being across from you.
1: So, Abby and I did um, an Instagram Live back in July, and it was amazing. You guys were, like, going nuts over the content because Abby's brilliant, but we had a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> so many. It was the devil. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so, we were in and out. So, we said, you know what? We'll just record a podcast so we have Perfect. good stuff. Yeah. So, we're jumping right in today. Yeah. Let's talk about it. To, let's See? talk about uh-huh. it. <laughs> we're talking about masturbation. Some of you are like, whoa, I was not prepared for that word. (laughs) Buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. So Avi, you've talked about this probably a million times. So just, why don't you just jump right in? Tell us your
0: first thoughts. Well, um, you know, masturbation is not talked about in the church at all, which is annoying. I remember when I was about 12, I was at a Joshua Harris conference back in the day and he was doing like purity altar calls and so uh, he was like if you struggle with being addicted to masturbation come forward. Which I'm like that's the dumbest idea ever (laughs) to a 12 year old like come forward if you're addicted to masturbating and so of course I didn't because I was like that's dumb and then um, but I could feel the like thumb of the Lord pushing down on me and I like knew I could feel the conviction so I waited and waited and waited and then I finally get up to go front, but I'm not paying attention because I'm just wrestling with the Lord. I don't want to go up for this. I don't. And then I finally get ready and I go up. And by that time, he's like, if you're committing adultery, come up. So I'm like this 12 year old walking up for something that's way worse. So I always tell people (laughs) when I'm speaking at conferences, go for the first altar call. It could get worse. (laughs) But, um, I remember going up for it and it was such a huge, um, breakthrough and shame moment for me. And I remember the first times I told somebody that I struggled with masturbation was um, so liberating. I mean, terrifying. I was probably like shaking. And since then, I've had so many times when people, I'm the first person they've told and I can literally see the terror in their eyes. (laughs) But what was crazy is once I told somebody, they were like, oh yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. I've never told anybody. Yeah, that's so true. And Mm -hmm. I think the accuser always loves to keep things hidden because anything that stays in the dark, he has full dominion over. He gets to lie and twist and condemn about anything that is not in the lights. And so um, I think that's why sexuality in the church for so long has been swept under the rug because you can't heal what is in the dark. Yeah. You can't get freedom. You can't get wholeness. And so um, that feels, this is why I love what this podcast is doing is like, let's actually talk about it. Yeah. Let's deal with it. Let's actually go through all of the things. Yeah. So um, the first thing that I always say is there's a difference To me, in masturbating and being addicted to masturbating. Yeah. And um, so I was actually addicted where it was like I was not making the choice anymore. I couldn't not do it. Mm. It felt like I was at war with myself. And there's never a time that God wants us enslaved to anything. Yeah. Whether it's masturbation or eating food or not eating food or shopping or whatever it is. If we can't make a choice, free will matters so much to him. Mm. He wants to set us free so that we have choice. The second thing I tell people when they struggle with masturbation is I'm like, there's a couple things you need to think through what is affecting me. So I know for sure hormones really affect me. So there's a certain part of my cycle, ladies and gentlemen, when women are ovulating, when it's like my sex drive is like, it is time to go. And I have so many girls or women who are like 30 and single who come up to me and they're like, I just can't break this thing. And I'm like, how often is this a problem? And they're like, like once a month, I'm like, that is your hormones. Right. So that is, you got to be aware of like, what is influencing you? Um, again, hormones are different from an addiction. Um, but the whole idea is, is kind of being aware of what's going on inside of you. So most of the time when people have a masturbation problem in their life, it's because they love the shot of happiness that masturbation brings. I, my friend calls it, it's like taking a shot of happy. So the chemicals released in you when you orgasm release the bonding chemical. So you feel less alone for that moment. It releases endorphins, which makes, and serotonin. So you start to feel so like you feel good for a second. Yeah. It's like taking a shot of happy juice. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what else. I don't know. It's like taking, it's like eating a chocolate cupcake. It's like the best. You're like, oh, my life is amazing. (laughs) And there's so many reactions that happen in your body. And so oftentimes when people are trying to work through a masturbation thing, I I ask them to be self-aware. What is it that you were thinking about before you wanted to masturbate? So if it's not hormones, that's the first thing you rule out. Then what is it? Were you thinking about something that made you depressed? Were you feeling rejected? Mm. Were you feeling alone? Were you feeling hopeless? Um, And I do this with masturbation and porn. Like, hey, you should journal. If you if you ended up masturbating, journal what you were thinking about before. Wow, Start yeah. to become self-aware. Self-awareness is the best gift to get over any addiction. That's mm. what, AA, um, which is all of the, that's alcoholic Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. but there's so many different groups NA, they have for, yeah. for addicts. All of it has to do with self-awareness because mm. self-awareness, I mean, not all of it, but there's a huge chunk. Because self-awareness really helps us. It helps us become aware of what was really going on. Most people have no idea. They're on autopilot. And so somebody is just going along and they're like, I wanted to masturbate. So I did. And then I was done. And I'm like, well, what were you thinking or feeling before that? They have no idea. So slow your brain down if you want to masturbate and think, what's going on in my world? What am I trying to avoid? What is the thing that I want a happy shot to fix for me? Yeah. So that you become aware, because that's where it gets to become an addiction, when we are trying to make um, endorphins fill a spot inside of us that they can't fill. And it's disappointing, because after the high goes off, you go right back to the normal again. Right. So if there's something
1: blaring, you're just going to end up feeling that afterwards. Oh, yeah.
0: It comes back. Yeah. There's no way for it to not come back. And so that's why I'm like become start paying attention to your signals and I know like I knew my triggers as a kid what was it that made me so lots of um people feel anxiety and so they want to try to Uh, shut anxiety down with that or lots of people feel rejected and so it's easier to not feel rejected if you have chemicals that make you feel like the bonding chemical or um Yeah. So there's like lots of reasons that we can want to, or I feel out of control. So I want to do something I feel in control of, or I feel lonely. So I want to do something that feels like connecting to something. It's all of the, I mean, there's any emotion. I feel shame. Shame is a huge one. Most people feel so much shame and this is how every addict cycle goes. It could be drugs, alcohol, masturbation, porn, whatever it is. You feel so much shame. And shame, like when you hate yourself, people always think that if I hate myself on behalf of the Lord, it'll help me break the cycle. But wow. self-hatred and punishment actually push you to repeat the offense because you can never sow in self-hatred and shame and reap in the kingdom Wow, because it just doesn't work. So you've got to allow God to love you. The only way to get free from anything any cycle, bad cycle you're in is to let God's love in before you figured it out and help let him help transform the behavior. Wow. That's so good.
1: So if somebody were to ask you like help, like how do I tell if I'm addicted? How do I tell if I'm just responding in shame? Like somebody who really probably doesn't have the practice of being self-aware or just somebody who says, like, I don't want to do this because of the way it makes me feel afterwards. Like, what would your normal response be to that?
0: Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is start a journal. Okay. Every time. Journal what you're thinking about before, what you think about after. And the second thing I'd say is talk it through with people. Hmm. Which is real, like, dicey to be like, have somebody that you talk through when you masturbate with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I masturbated today. and But who can actually ask you questions. Yeah. Like, my friend just... Got an accountability partner and the accountability partner was like, what am I supposed to do? Mm. And she was like, ask me questions so that I can figure out what's going on inside of me around this. So why did you need to do this? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling happy? What's going on inside of you? Yeah. So, and and I say like masturbation is a, such an interesting topic because everybody has different opinions. Is it good? Is it bad? Um, and I think it's one of those that it's good for, um, it's good for, it's good for addictions.
1: (laughs) It will lead to
0: possibly. Um, I think it's one of those like very, um, interesting topics and I know me and you have different opinions, so I think that's fun. I like that we get to share both sides. So why don't you share your opinion and then we'll go back and forth.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I have like a super strong opinion, which is my problem. Um, I think because I've always dealt with people who tend to lead to addiction, so I'm like, right. I don't know that I've ever heard it done without it leading to that to addiction, or I don't know that I've ever been able to successfully see somebody walk out of it like in a healthy manner without just replacing that with, with something else, addiction. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, or a relationship. So it's like, oh, well, now I have this. Right. Um, also, which we'll get into in a minute, is just pornography. Like, really, that's, to me, every person I've personally encountered, that's what it was. Um, for me, like, as a child, I ended up, like, discovering it. It was in Accidentally. a super weird way. Yeah, I was like... Sorry if you're a guy, this might be too much, but, like, rubbing on a chair. Like, totally. And a parent who just was like, oh, like, d- you know, didn't really give much language for it, but then, like, made, I felt ashamed, so I would do it when they're not home. Right. So that, like, confusion, but I always had confusion around it, and it wasn't, like, it probably was, like, hormonal. It never was attached to anything. Lustfully, I was a child. Right. But, so, I think I've always had confusion around it, not a lot of answers. And then, out, outside of that, all I saw was addiction, pornography, So I never saw that it could be done in a way that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, we've recently had a question from a mom who was like, hey, like, we we need help, like, talking to our kids about it. And she called it, like, sex with self. Mm. And so I guess, too, I just, when I hear a phrase like that, I think of, like, getting my needs met on my own to where I wouldn't need someone else. Yeah. And... You know, in our marriage, I'm married to a man who's literally never masturbated in his life, which is <laughs> wow. probably one in a million totally. <laughs> yeah. <plus>. <laughs> um, <laughs> miracle. Yeah. He, you know, never saw porn, never masturbated, Um, even went through a year and a half during our marriage where we had to abstain because of my intense counseling out of trauma, where the counselor asked us to refrain from anything sexual and right. was able to do it without masturbating. And I think that amount of self-control translated to me as love for me. Right. Like, that I am his, like, he's his only, only orgasmed with me. He's never yeah. had it any other way through another person or himself. Right. So it feels very beautiful to me that it's like I am his only orgasm. Right. That he doesn't take care of that himself even when it makes sense to do it or he has every right to do it. Totally. So that's just my been my personal walk with right. it.
0: I love that. I, and it's so interesting because everybody's story is so different and yeah. it makes sense when you hear your story. Like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I've seen the thing. I think people don't really realize about masturbation is you are creating connections in your mind between things. So I have, um, I do think I have met several people that I know personally that could masturbate without lusting and without an addiction. Mm. So, um, uh, so that's why it feels more real that it's an, op- that that's a possibility option, to yeah. me. Um, it was not a possibility for me when I was single. I didn't know how to masturbate without lust. I was like, I didn't believe the people at first. <laughs> That's I was different. like, really? <laughs> I don't know. But I have a friend that I've known for a long time who really like her mind was just focused on what happened and then it was done. And so, um, and she wasn't addicted. She could go without it forever, but here's what I've seen. I had a, a guy that I knew that was like that. Not an addiction, no lust involved. Because the Bible doesn't actually say don't masturbate. Right. It only, it does. It's very clear about lust. Yeah. But it is not clear about masturbation, which is why this is a Copic. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but I had a friend who was great at doing it without lust, but got in a habit. They did it every morning. They ma- They masturbated. And so then they get married and they always want sex in the morning because their body actually is ready to have an experience because it has body memory and it has connected in the morning. This is what we do. Well, his wife does not have a sex drive in the morning. So now there's, so I think it's this, this thing where I've been aware, even if it's not an addiction, I'm very, I have people be aware, like what habits Are you making, even if it's not an addiction, like you don't want to create a cycle because like, if you're like, every time I feel sad, I can masturbate. Well, when you get married or in a relationship, every time you feel sad, you don't get to have sex. (laughs) Like it's the thing. We had a question when we were doing our Instagram live and somebody said like, why would God want me to not do this? If like the urge is a natural urge. Right. And I like actually agree. The urge is a natural urge. I don't ever want people to shame their bodies, I don't want them to shame their sex drive. I think it's awesome that your sex drive is working. Yeah. Like, and I think you should tell that yourself, like, good job, sex drive. You're gonna be the best one day. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you you know here. you're alive. <laughs> you know, um, however because I don't think the sex drive is bad. But I think that um we can create, like, I don't want to create habits that don't create a healthy marriage. Yeah, And one of the things that I thought when he, when the person asked that question is that self-control is something you need in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I went from having an addiction to masturbation. I shared with a lot of people. I broke through a lot of shame. I was able to encounter God's love. I got through bargaining because I remember when I was younger, I'd be like, God, if I stop masturbating, will you give me boobs? <laughs> Like I was convinced, like I was like always trying to like sort something out. Um, Didn't work. Bargaining does not work. Um, Realizing that God loved me before and that he had compassion on actually the reason that I wanted to masturbate. Like Mm -hmm. he could see whatever was driving the desire. Wow. So he could see like, oh, she's feeling really scared and alone. I have compassion on that girl. I would actually like to love that girl. If you would move this thing out of the way, that way I could connect to you where you wow, actually need it. Beautiful. Um, and so I ended up getting free from masturbation and then I didn't masturbate for years because um, I knew that for my personality, I couldn't like just do it once and not have it become a snowball effect. Yeah. But this is why I say like I'm not against it because I do think certain people have non-addictive personalities yeah. where they can do something every once in a while, yeah. not lust, I just think they're very rare. They're like the (laughs) unicorns of the world. So I'm like, if you're the unicorn and you can like, you feel good about, and like talk to God about it. Here's the thing. He wants a conversation around masturbation. He wants us to be talking to him. He wants us to be inviting him into it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, inviting him into our process (laughs) about it. He wants us to talk to him. That's what I'm saying. So um, I don't know what we're talking about now. I got
1: lost. Because, yeah, because naturally we think we can't talk to God about that. Like, we hide it. It's like all the way back to the garden where they think they can hide. It's like we can't hide from it. Like, he knows where we are. Yes. And out of his love for us calls out, where are you in this? Like, I see you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, inviting him into the conversation.
0: And I love what you said about Cole and not everybody's story. Is the same, like um there's lots of I think gosh, I don't want to open cans of worms, but <laughs> I love your story about Cole because regardless of what kind of marriage you have and your sexual story with your spouse, there is always time that self control will communicate love. Oh, yeah. And so that's the one thing I say you get to practice when you're single, self control. Yeah. Where I think most people in our generation don't understand now. That our ability to get our needs met whenever we have them creates a thing that doesn't go away in marriage. Where like then you still have a desire to get your need met. And if you can't get it met and you've never learned how to be okay with an unmet sexual need, then you won't know how to handle it then. Oh, that's so good. We're not good at telling ourselves no. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. But we don't understand that the no creates something beautiful. I remember telling God over and over again, God, I can't wait until I finally have a release from you to give my heart away. I can't wait till I finally have a release from you to give my body away. I can't wait. Like, because the feeling of being held back, nobody likes being held back. Right. But the feeling of that made it so that when I got to fully be free, Hmm. it felt so good to be like, I get to give all of me now, and I get to be present, and I get all of the things that I couldn't do. Now I'm allowed. And so now it's even... I think it's made my sex life even more fun because I'm like, I get to do the thing I couldn't do forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had to say no to this forever, and now I get that. like, I still have that in sex. We've been married 10 years, and I still am like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting to do the thing that I wasn't allowed <laughs> to do for so long. This is the best. Yeah. yeah, Like, the no creates such a big yes. Oh, yeah, Totally.
1: And it, the gift of discovering together, like, mm-hmm. is wild. Like, yes. It's funny. It's like we view from the world, like, it's wild before. And then when you get married, sex sucks. It's, oh, you're going to wish you had more people. It's like, that's right. such a lie. It's like, no, no, no. When you wait, then you experience, well, you obviously, there's grace and you can experience it if you didn't. But... That, that no, no, no creates that huge yes of saying, yeah. wow, we get to figure this out. You get to find my spots. We get to do this together. Yes. And then you experience the wild together. Yes. And it's amazing.
0: <laughs> now, but. I will say that I think God's redeemed a lot of my history with masturbation because there are things in my sex life where my husband kind of talked through my past there and me and my husband have totally different stories than you and Cole, which is every couple does. <laughs> my husband had much more sexual, um, not exploits history. History. <laughs> he was not like a conqueror. He was like a good guy, but he had more of a history than me. And um, but he actually prayed about sexuality so much when he got saved. And God gave him so much revelation about what sexuality is meant for that he has really led me, even though I was the pure one. Like I was the coal. I was, I mean, I'd been addicted to masturbation. I'd done a few things with guys, but it was limited. And then here I am, I'm marrying this guy who's done all kinds of things. And then he's the one that is teaching me about the beauty of sex and the connection of sex. But one of the things he did is we talked through my history with masturbation and we were able to break more levels of shame about it. And I was actually able to realize that there were some parts of it inside marriage that helped me be connected to my body that helped me and him experience a great connection. Hmm. Yeah. And not being afraid of your own body, like being
1: willing to say, let's figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful.
0: And I actually, I remember the first time my mom did this, I was mortified, but, um, growing up my, there was our pastor's wife, was having a hard time in their sexual relationship. And my mom was like, what you need to do, you need to go get a glass of wine, you need to take a bath, and you need to masturbate. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, you told the pastor's wife to go home and masturbate. What are you doing? You're going to ruin our lives. I was, I was mortified. But I, I, now I give that advice out for women who don't know how to connect to themselves. And it's not I want to pleasure myself and learn how to do this on my own. It's I want to learn how to be connected to my body enough so that I can invite you into being connected with me. Right, right. So that's why that's why I feel like there's a lot of gray around it yeah. because there's some women that should never masturbate in their marriage because it's out of independence. Yeah. It's out of self um, Like I'll get my own needs met. And then it creates a breakdown where you don't need each other. That's not healthy. Yeah. So there has to be, it has to be your heart posture. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Thought, what are you thinking? I'm
1: thinking, I'm thinking of the Song of Solomon verse of don't awaken love till it so desires. Because I'm thinking, yeah, that advice you don't want to give when you're like 20 years out of getting married. (laughs) Totally. Great. Well, now I know how it works and I have nobody to show this
0: (laughs) to. Yes. Um, And I'm thinking just
1: practical resources. Are there any that you've loved? Because I know like when we were first getting married, I hate reading, so I didn't (laughs) read it, but we were highly recommended to read Intended for Pleasure because they said it kind of helps you do that, like navigate your body, figure out what you're going to like, and just open up that
0: conversation. But are there any that you're like, oh, I would recommend this? Well, when people are getting married, sheet music is one that I have heard really great things about, so I make everybody read that when I'm only. Counseling them. I don't have any other um things, but I'm sure I think that more and more Christian resources are coming out yeah. in this area, which I love. But one thing I was thinking when you talked about don't awaken love before it So desires, That was a verse that I like clung to when I was going on this journey. And I tell people this a lot. You can actually pray for your body to go to sleep. Hmm. Um you can and I saw a woman actually taught a message on this about dating okay. and sexuality about this verse which was she, she's like when a baby is tired and it's not supposed to it needs to be asleep they like scream <laughs> they like are so hard to manage wow and so she was like sometimes you've got to like actually just get your your heart and your body back to sleep because this is not the season for you to be awake and wow. so um that message like really impacted me there's a few messages i bl- remember from my childhood you know like those concrete ones oh, that yeah. affect you, yeah. but I remember that and being like, okay, I'm going to pray. And so when I think about that, that is a part of, um, the whole conversation is there were seasons where God would say for this, whole, for the next two years, I want you to stay asleep. And I'd be like, Ugh. cause <laughs> two years is a long time when you're a little baby, <laughs> like when you're like 15, two years is like one eighth of your life or something. So like, oh my gosh. But, um, so I would I would actually do everything I could to stay asleep to love, which would be, I'm not going to feed into crushes. I'm not going to watch rom-coms all the time. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) masturbate because all of those things are going to keep me awake. And if this is not the season for me to find my person, that's me torturing myself. Yeah. So I just think, but uh, when you're talking about that verse, I was thinking it's the... You can actually pray for your body to go to sleep as much as you can pray for your heart to go to sleep. Mm. And both of those things, like I trusted God would wake me up in time. Right. He was like, hey, if you go to sleep, you're not gonna miss your husband. Right. And I didn't. Like there was probably four different times God told me for at least a year to go to sleep. Wow. So one time was two years, another time was two years, one time was one year. Like it was, and so I had all this free time to pursue the Lord, to grow in relationships, to have great hobbies. Like I had all this time on my hands because I wasn't focused on guys. And that was really good. Now, hey, you can date as much as you want. I'm not a legalistic person about (laughs) that. That was my own journey with the Lord. That was the conviction I had. But what I will say is when people are asking me about porn and masturbation and how to work through it, one thing I do is like, hey, stop feeding yourself sugar then. Like, if you have a kid that you want to take a nap, you don't give it sugar right yeah, before nap time. Yeah, Like, you need so to, good. you need to, like, and then I actually tell them to pray over it. Like, I had this girl, I'm like, put your hand over your parts and be like, okay, vagina, it's time to go to sleep this is not the season for you to be wide awake, <laughs> you know, like, stop just screaming. Stop screaming. <laughs> and so every time it came awake, she'd be like, I'm so thankful for you. You are such a good part. Sexuality, you're such a good gift to me. I'm thankful because so what I grew up with was you just shamed it to silence it. Yeah. And that doesn't work because no. shame creates a cycle where you keep going back to it. So you never want to shame it, but you do want to like, hey, I, I can be in charge of my genitals. Yeah. And like, like Chris always says, like, um,
1: the world perverts sex, the church shames it, but the kingdom celebrates it. Yes. And so we can't shame it to sleep no. because then it's like, all you've heard is no, no, no. All of a sudden you put a ring on it and it's yes. And you're like, I don't understand. My body's still saying totally. no. Totally. So it's celebrating. I love how you said that. Cause it's like, you're good. I'm thankful for you. I'm going to love you even more <laughs> one day than I do right now, but celebrating that you have it. I and love that.
0: I actually remember as a kid celebrating my sex duality, which is funny. I'd be like, I'm going to have the best sex life one day. <laughs> I have such a great sex drive. This is going to be awesome. And I think now like it worked. It's true. I do have a great sex life. Oh, I do have a great sex drive. So I think like, and be like, yes, this is awesome. This is going to be so great one day.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. And wrapping up, cause we need to, yep. unfortunately we could stay here all day. Um, I want to wrap up with like a couple of points, like hey, if I'm listening and I'm like I need to slow my role in this, I need to do this. What are some like couple pointers? But before that, I just want to make sure we hit on pornography because I think we've kind of talked around it. We oh, don't yeah. have time to really get into it, but just in general, if somebody's like. So wait, I'm not supposed to be looking at porn? Like, <laughs> why? Like Because why? a lot of people, I mean, yeah, we just talked to a girl recently who she's like, my mom gave me porn saying like, Aww, you know, use this until you. you get, you know.
0: Yeah. So what would be, obviously we don't have time to go all into it, but your quick well, response to that. The thing about porn, first of all, like I told you, your brain makes pathways between things. So porn starts getting you connected from your sexuality and your intimacy to something that is not human. And so you begin to create a pathway in your brain that you, it's a false intimacy, it's a false connection, and then you actually don't know how to have the deep, real connection. That's why I think real covenant sex, where you both have committed your lives to each other, can be deeper than any sexual Hmm. experience you've ever seen in porn, because you actually can open all of the intimacy areas of your hearts. You're not protecting any part of you. You don't have to wall off anything. You don't have to try to perform and prove that you're a mate. Like, there's a part in sex you can experience with a human that you can never experience. And porn creates crazy unhealthy standards. I was just watching a show about women not enjoying sex because of things like porn, because it gives an unrealistic idea of what women should be like in sex, yeah, which ends up lending to them not having pleasure. Because then with men, they try to be what they've seen, and wow. then they don't get pleasure because women don't get pleasure the way that male directors say that we get pleasure. And then it <laughs> teaches men, girls should be able to orgasm of this. this way, yeah. or girls should be able to do this. <laughs> and so it creates unrealistic standards. It creates a connection to a computer Hmm. and then it also just um it it, we were not designed to see and experience other human sexuality because it creates a thing where it's not special anymore yeah it takes the sacredness Mm -hmm. out of it and having been somebody who has a sacred sex life it's so worth keeping and it's so beautiful and it's so powerful and one thing i'll say is men um bond through the pursuit and women bond through sex, which most people don't think about it that way. They think men bond through sex and women bond through the pursuit, but that's not actually true. If you think about a one night stand, odds are women will bond more to the guy and the guy will be fine with done. So what I'm saying is men actually need to pursue a girl Mm. in order for them to bond. So in order for a guy to want to stick around with you, if you just give up everything you got... This ties to porn in a second. I'm getting there. (laughs) If you give up everything you got to a guy and he didn't have to work for it, he's going to get over you real quick. Yeah. Because this is not about playing games at all. That's not what I'm saying. But having self-worth where a guy has to work for it. And what I'm saying is porn demolishes the idea that there's something pursuing that is worth saying no to something for. It demolishes the idea that you have to pay a price for something. Mm. And when that idea gets demolished, then what you have is an an epidemic of unfaithfulness. Women and men don't know how to be faithful because the pursuit and the cost of the pursuit is no longer a part of the story. Wow. So that's why I think porn is not going to be helpful for anybody. And it doesn't teach you about sex. Yeah. Like, that's not a good way to learn about it. Gosh, I'm thinking porn, but even just things like Tinder
1: and all these apps where you're just swiping through, there's no pursuit. It's on to the next one and then ghosting them. And
0: oh my goodness. So we are setting them up to not love us well. Yeah. And then mad at them when they don't. Yeah. When that's our, like, we chose to let them in too quick. Anyway. Wow. But so porn is, is the same thing. And you don't want to get to where you are connected to... Non humans. It'll break down your intimacy in all of your life. Yeah. Wow. So I love to share resources because
1: some people are listening oh, yeah. like, I could talk about this all day. Like, don't stop, but we have to stop. <laughs> yes, we um, do. So moralrevolution.com has yep. hundreds and hundreds of blogs, resources. Um, we have YouTube videos. Abby's on some of them um, that literally they're five minute YouTube videos, 40 of them that'll just encourage you in all of these conversations. Um another resource about porn specifically that we love to send people to, it's non-religious is fightthenewdrug.com. That'll love just that. kind of teach you a ton um about the porn conversation mm-hmm. and make you aware of things you're probably not aware of and yeah. it'll help um inform your decisions in that. Um and then honestly, I just wanted to share first Corinthians 5 6 and 7. They're some of my fave in the Bible. The Bible has a lot to say about sex. Yeah. Um, one little verse that all wrap us up with because i think it's so good for everything we talked about is um in first corinthians 7 where paul's writing to the church in corinth and literally it's like they're asking them is him is sex okay so he says now getting down to the questions you asked in your letter first is it a good thing to have sexual relations and he says certainly but only within a certain context it's good for a man to have a wife and for a woman to have a husband keeping it simple (laughs) Sexual drives are strong. Yes, we know that. And good. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But marriage is strong enough to contain them and Mm. provide for a balanced and fulfilling sexual life in a world of sexual disorder. Yeah. So good. So good. And then it goes on and on to say so much more about marriage. Like we talked about, it's not a place to stand up for your rights, but to serve one another whether in bed or out. It's so good. So read your Bible, read your Bible, (laughs) go to the, go to the resources. Um, you can find more about Abby too, abby.stumball.com. And honestly, the first takeaway I think of is the journal. If you're stuck right now and you're like, what do I do to get unstuck? It's finding somebody to be vulnerable with. That's actually going to ask you the
0: right questions. Journaling, slow it down. I always tell people, slow it down. When you have the urge don't automatically oh, okay. jump. Yeah. Stop time. Because what triggers do is you jump so fast, you're not even aware what is happening in you. So as soon as you have the urge to watch porn, or that's when you call somebody. Right. You call some, Accountability not is after. not like, hey, I looked at porn. You're like, no, you call somebody when you have an urge. I yeah. want to look at porn. And then have them ask you why questions. Yeah. What's going on in your heart? What's going on in your life? What are you avoiding? What is it that you are trying to get a happy shot to make up for? So what is good. the sadness in your life? Slow it down.
1: <laughs> I love it. So good. Thank you, Abby, for being with us That's here today. So fun. You're my fave. Okay. You're my
0: fave. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to the Moral Revolution podcast. For more content, visit moralrevolution.com and follow us on social media. Pursuing God's design for sexuality.